0: feel like you are listening to a pbs special with that music (laughs) you just feel smarter don't you Uh, oh man we are doing this series called butterfly blessings and i'm so glad that becca agreed to uh do this with me and to co-teach
1: i don't remember you asking
0: i think i told her and uh, you know how it is take your seat yeah Oh. oh man so glad. I had here. to get you back for that All one. Right. <laughs> now, you got to know this about Becca. you got to know that when we first were married, she said, here's the rules. Uh, you will never, ever, 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 ever ask me to come up on the platform. Ever, ever, never. Okay. And uh, I obeyed that, and uh, only twice in the history of the church did I ask her to come up on the platform. Once was a a capital campaign, and once was a special announcement. And uh, then God called her and said, you're going to speak to women. And my wife, who was, I will never go on the platform, started to come on the platform. But this is only her second time uh, to co-teach with me, and uh, her motto is do it afraid. And so can you one more time just welcome her for coming on up here?
1: Thank you.
0: Now, we have been uh, battling a cold. I'm using a handheld mic. She is so we can strategically cough. Um, it's one of those things. Uh, we've been sleeping in separate bedrooms for three nights now, not because we're fighting, but because just we're coughing and keeping each other up. But uh, we're doing it sick and doing it afraid, but we're glad that uh, we have this opportunity to do it.
1: That didn't sound very nice.
0: I know. Uh, but anyway, we, we, butterfly blessing. Here's where it came to me, the idea for this sermon series. Um, we we are getting ready for our fourth sabbatical. Um, We have had a sabbatical that has been built into our serving here at church based on certain years that we've served. And uh, we knew this one was coming up, and it's supposed to be a time to rest and get away. And I thought, Lord, could you speak to us while we're on sabbatical when we slow down from our 100-mile-an-hour world and slow down and, and speak to us? Show us the blessings in life that can only be found because we slow down. Because I believe there are blessings that will will come and fall upon us, if you will. Uh, Butterfly blessing. And here's the concept that I had in my mind. If somebody told me, you know, you have to have a a butterfly, you have to catch a butterfly, I would be the kind of person that would be like, okay, I'm going to go buy a net. I'm going to buy, like, lure stuff, whatever. I mean, I'm going to get this thing. I'm going to do it now. Let's conquer this thing. But if they said you had to rest until a butterfly rested on you, that would drive me crazy because I want to get it done, let's go, go, but yet it's way more enjoyable and you're not going to endanger the butterfly, it's going to actually find you. And so the whole thing was this, let's have a butterfly blessing where something can, can fall on you, where something can uh, get on you instead of going after it and chasing it. So we're going to look at Sabbath, we're looking at sabbatical, we're looking at rest and saying, Lord, are there blessings that can fall on us?
1: And we confess that we are preaching to ourselves in this as well because we live a very fast-paced life. We're always on the go and we travel a lot. And so we are learning right along with you um, to try to slow down and take a rest. And um, like he said, we've had four sabbaticals. And our first one, um, he thought this would be a great time for us to go on a theme park vacation. So we're going to slow down, but we're going to go to all the theme parks around the nation that we can go to and go on all the rides and roller coasters, which I'm not a fan of, but our boys are, right, with two boys. So we packed up the car and we started driving. The first day we drove like 12 hours, nice and restful. Um, LAUGHTER <clears throat> To get to Cedar Point, which had this amazing ride that they talked about all the way there, and and you know we got we pulled up to the park and we walked in, went to the ride, and wouldn't you know it was closed. So. But we broke in. No, I'm just kidding. No. <laughs> no, but that was that was our first sabbatical was a uh, theme park vacation, and so that's kind of his idea of slowing down. Um, I know this last sabbatical, he was in three different states. We went to Australia, Um, still a little jet-lagged from that. But um, he's just the type A personality. It's go, go, go. And if we have a night, I don't know if anyone can relate to this, but if you have one night, we usually have one or two a month that we don't have something planned, and he will just go stir crazy. He's like, what are we going to do tonight? And I'm like, are you kidding me? We have a night home. This is so great. So for him, he's just always go, go, go.
0: I'm, I'm always like, somebody's doing something that we should be a part of. We should be a part of this. Let's go. And she's like, no, it's called rest. We're allowed to have that. You yeah. know.
1: He just never wants to miss out on anything. Now,
0: now some cultures have um, this ability to go ahead and to do uh, rest. They're, are, they're just able to do this. Some are able to go ahead. Like Italy has a culture that uh, has this saying, uh, the art of doing nothing. And they actually call it, like, an art that you can actually sit around and do nothing. And at our Spain campus, they were actually worried about this, that they were going to have to re-preach the sermon because they said, we've got the rest thing down, you know. Uh, Pastor Jeff, our campus pastor there, said, do you mind if I switch the series and instead of doing uh, butterfly blessings, let's call it cheetah blessings and encourage them to move a little faster, you know. So... But, I mean, it's not just an American thing. Becca found this while we were in Australia. It's not just an American problem that we're go, go, go.
1: Yeah, this article in the paper in Australia, the title was, The Traditional Lullaby Goes Rock-A-Bye-Bye in a Too-Fast Modern World. And in the article it said, The art of the lullaby is in danger of becoming a casualty of the modern world, with time-poor parents either turning to recorded music or skipping the bedtime ritual altogether. It also went on to say that in our modern world, we are go, 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 collapse, and then go to sleep. And the same thing is starting to happen to our children. The t- that time of winding down gets lost. And the whole role of the lullaby that they've played in history is just being lost. And I I can remember, even to this day, I remember every word that my mom and my grandma used to sing lullabies to me. Um, Here comes a sandman stepping so softly. I mean, I can remember every single word. I don't want them to go to sleep. I better not keep singing.
0: (laughs) Does anybody remember that one? I've never heard that one before. I know.
1: It's kind of a unique one. Your grandma made it up. She (laughs) maybe did, but it worked. It was great.
0: Now, a couple things um, about uh, the Sabbath, and I want Becca to go ahead and read some scriptures here about the Sabbath, and I want to let you know that there's a day that God has created for us to have rest, and it's called the Sabbath, okay? It actually
1: predates the law, and it comes from Exodus 20, verses 8 through 11, and it says, remember the Sabbath day by keeping it holy. Six days you shall labor and do all your work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath to the Lord your God. On it you shall not do any work, neither you, nor your son or daughter, nor your manservant or maidservant, nor your animals, nor the alien within your gates. For in six days the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea, and all that is in them, but he rested on the seventh day. Therefore the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and made it holy. It also says in Leviticus 23, verse 3, that there are six days when you may work, but the seventh day is a Sabbath day of rest, a day of sacred assembly. You are not to do any work wherever you live. It is a Sabbath to the Lord.
0: So here's one thing I want to point out as we look at a Sabbath and a day to observe uh, the Lord and to rest. Some people will say like Pastor Rob, we're New Testament. We are not under the law. I mean that's law and I want to point this out and be very clear. When God gave the Ten Commandments He didn't say, I'm creating something new. It's a day of rest for you to to observe. He said, I want you to remember the day I've already established. Think about that. He said, I've already established a day of rest for you, a day for you to stop. Now, be sure to remember what I've already established. Um, He established in Genesis chapter 2, verse 2, it says, by the seventh day, God had finished the work he had been doing. So on the seventh day, he rested from all his work. And God blessed the seventh day and made it holy because on it, he rested from all the work of creating that he had done. Now, it predates the law, and Jesus says this about the Sabbath in Mark chapter 2, verse 27. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for man, not man for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is Lord even of the Sabbath. Now, I want to point this out. The word for man is anthropon, which is where we get anthropology, which is mankind. It's for everybody. God gave a day of rest, a day for us to stop for all mankind. And he didn't say it's only for Jewish people. It's only for certain religions. He's saying this is for everybody. You were created with a need for rest. And he created a day for us to enjoy a day to have a Sabbath. Now, this, this word Sabbath means cease, it means rest, and in the Bible, when it talks about us having a Sabbath, having a day to enjoy where we don't work, it's really saying it's a rest of rest or a solemn rest. It's a rest with a purpose. It's a day that is saying there will be no work on it, but there's something important that we're supposed to do on that day, and that means we're supposed to worship.
1: So do we get to sleep in and so just be at we home can all day? sleep
0: in if we go to the Saturday night service oh, okay. or the eleven o'clock service. <laughs> but think about it, it's not a day to say, I, I did nothing. I stayed home and I did nothing. It's a day that belongs to God. It's a day that was created to worship Him. And in your resting, you're to worship Him. You can go to the park, you can do those things, you can be with your family. But if, if you just stay at home, if you just go to the park, if you just stay with your family, you are missing the purpose of this rest day. It is a solemn rest day. It's a worshipful rest day. It's a day to focus on the Lord. It's, it's His day. And it never would be a great Sabbath for us to say it was a great day. I stayed in bed. I didn't go to church. I, I didn't leave the house. I didn't talk to anybody. What an amazing Sabbath. Some of you are thinking, like, what's wrong with that? No, that is, that's missing the point. It's really a day of worship. Now, I want to let you know that Jewish people uh, celebrate Saturday, and originally the Sabbath was on Saturday. And in, in the technical terms, it still is a Saturday. It goes from Friday night sundown until Saturday night sundown. Now, Jewish people celebrate the Sabbath on Saturday, but Christians have started celebrating a Sabbath, if you will, on Sunday. And we're going to get into this in week three of this series, looking at Hebrews chapter four, because the reason we celebrate a day of rest on Sunday is because we're saying Jesus Christ has completed everything that needed to be done. And because he's completed it all, we can now rest in our salvation on the day that he rose from the dead. Okay. But the principle here is that we have a day that's a Sabbath.
1: When we were in Israel the first time, um, it just happened that our day off was on Saturday, and we didn't realize as we were walking around through the town, we thought, "Oh, we're going to go shopping and you know sightseeing," and everything was closed. And we, it took us while well, but we figured out, oh, this is Saturday. This is their Sabbath. And so it was like really interesting. They weren't interesting. cheating.
0: They take it serious. Like everything, yeah, everything was, was shut down in Jerusalem.
1: Yeah, and we walked through. And the only places that were open were the Muslims or the Christian places. But um, as we walked through, it was actually funny. People thought we were Jewish, and they kept asking us, like, why are you? Oh, are you Jewish? And we're like, no, we're not Jewish. Do we look Jewish? I don't know. <laughs>
0: So it was interesting that they just shut it down. And it was actually so peaceful. But i got to point this out. The, The component of worship is a huge part of your Sabbath. The component of worship, of you prioritizing being with the people of God, celebrating God. Because on Friday night in Israel, we were in Jerusalem. And as things were shutting down, it was coming to sunset. Everyone was going to the Western Wall. Maybe you've seen pictures of it. They were going to the Western Wall. And if they live farther, you know, away from that, they would go to their local synagogue. And so, but as they were going to the Western Wall, we were there. And we were watching hundreds and thousands of people showing up, families and groups that were showing up. And as they were there, they were celebrating and they were shouting and they were dancing. And It was so weird to see even like the military group. Here comes the military with their M16s, you know, around them. And they're in these big circles dancing and shouting and, you know, raising their hands and having all this celebration. It's the Sabbath. It's the Lord's Day. We were created to be in relationship with God. And they're dancing and they're celebrating. And it just caught me that we should be enjoying the things of God. When we come to church, it shouldn't be like, all right, get in the car, kids. we got to go to church. It should be like, we get to go to church. We get to be there and celebrate the God that loves us so much. This is a day that's set aside like no other day. And we get to go early. <laughs> and we get to stay late. <laughs> you know, I mean, this is our Sabbath. We get to enjoy it. I mean, and I want to tell you this. We even have a big lobby on purpose at all of our campuses, and we serve free donuts and cookies and coffee depending on the service because we want to promote this celebration, this come early, this stay late. There should be joy in coming together to worship. This is a day that is set apart like no other that we get to worship God, and it's a great day to just honor him. Now, Uh, In the Jewish culture, they have to fight legalism because they're like, you can't do any work on this day. And it's interesting with with technology, they're like, okay, can you drive your car to the temple or not? Can you drive your car to the park? Can you do this? Can you do that? They even have software packages, I don't know if you know this, that you can buy that can run all the appliances in your house so that you don't actually have to turn them on, but the computer does it for you, so technically it's not work or anything like that.
1: That's a little overboard.
0: Yeah, but they, they do it.
1: How about the elevators? I thought that was crazy. In totally. Israel, they, they're called the Shabbat elevators because you're not allowed to push the button because it's too much work. So they have them pre-programmed to stop on every floor. So if you're on the 10th floor, you kind of get a ride. You, they stop on every floor. It's kind of like Elf, you know. He did the Christmas tree up and down. It's like he, we get to stop on every floor.
0: So you just, you just have to time it. Uh, but it, anyways, it, they followed a little legalism, and it was never meant to be like that. It was meant to be a day to celebrate who God is. It was a day to celebrate and to stop doing the things that you're normally doing so you can focus on God. So as Christians, um, I think we have a moral obligation to honor God with our time. I really do. I think we have a moral obligation to say, God, we will honor you with our time. We We will make worshiping you a priority in our life. And when we, when we don't, we say, I can't take a day. I can't do this. I mean, I think about this. If God told the Israelites, you need to take a day and rest, and on that day you can't do any work, I want you to just worship. And they were farmers and ranchers. And they had to stop what they were doing. They're farmers and ranchers, and they have to stop what they're doing and worship God. Now, it might have rained five days in a row, and this is the first sunny day. And they've got to take care of their fields, but God says, I'm first in your life. How many know that's a moment of faith where you have to say, God, do I trust you that the next day will be sunny too? Because this is your day, and I need to get my crops in. I need to take care of things, but it's your day, and it's a perfect day, but I'm going to be there. Now, if they had to stop for their, for their farming, think about us. We're like... <laughs> Sorry, Lord, it's a sunny day, and it is Minnesota, and you know there's a lot of snow, and I mean, so when it's Minnesota and it's sunny, Lord, you got to understand, we are going to the lake. you got to understand, Lord, we will watch the podcast, Lord, because after all, I mean, we just, it's a nice day. It's been rainy, and these days are so rare. It sounds kind of selfish, doesn't it? And yet God's saying, I want this day. I want you to make it a priority. I want you to do this. And when we go to church, And when we take time to make sure that it's a day of worship, not just a day of sleeping in, not just a day of rest, it shows that Jesus has fulfilled everything important. And we're going to look at that again in week number three. But let me say this. When you leave and go to church, when you say this is a day for God, I will come together and celebrate with other believers. I'm not missing this. I'm going to be part of this. Do you know that you are a witness to your neighbor's? Now, when we were on sabbatical for this last month, we noticed what people do with their Saturday nights and Sunday mornings. You know, we, you know, we just went to one service on a weekend, and we're like, that's it? That's all? I mean, it's so short. I mean, and when we do this, we'd realize that we'd leave and go to church, and we'd see some of our neighbors were washing their cars and doing things. Matter of fact, one day, we had gone to Saturday night service, and we went for a walk, and we came back, and our neighbors were going to church. They go to River Valley, and they're like, hey, pastor, you slacker, we're off and going to church while you're taking your walk. You know? That was so weird. <laughs> but you're a witness. You're a witness when you go to church, and your neighbors are doing other things, and you're saying Jesus has completed everything, and I will celebrate Jesus, and I will be a witness even in going and taking this day of rest.
1: Another thing the Sabbath does for us is it helps us to refocus because we're a very forgetful people, aren't we? I know even, that's why we take communion every month, because it helps us to remember what Christ did for us. So just that Sabbath, every day, taking that day to remember, it's all about you, Jesus. It's about you. It's not about me. And that's what that, help, that day helps us to do. It helps us to stop striving when we can just take that day and rest. And we found that if you want the blessings, don't chase after the blessings, but chase after God. Because the blessings will follow that. Chase after him. Don't chase after the blessings.
0: Now, um, people will ask, well, can we work? Pastor, are you breaking the rules when you work on the Sabbath, when you're doing church work? Are you breaking the rules? And I found this in Matthew chapter 12, verse 5. This is Jesus speaking. And he says, And didn't you ever read in God's law that the priests carry out their temple duties, break Sabbath rules all the time, And it's not held against them. And Jesus was saying, when you're fulfilling the role that God has called you to do, when you're doing something that's part of his worship on his day, you're not breaking the rules. It's okay. And so I really believe that we should be uh, using our gifts and talents, all of us, on this day and saying, Lord, how can we work for you this day? Not just the pastors and the worship team, but Lord, how can we use our gifts and talents for you?
1: So you can go to a service and serve at a service. That's a great way to do it.
0: Did you hear it? I want her to say <laughs> that again.
1: You can go to one and serve at one. And we make it easy because we have two services each day, two on Saturday and two on Sunday. So it's a great way to make that your Sabbath day by going and getting fed and then also serving others.
0: I actually think you can make it more of a Sabbath by going to one service and working at one. You're actually making it more of a service because you're saying, Lord, this is a time where I worship you and I'm receiving. This is a time where I'm worshiping you by, by serving you. And I could tell you this right now that in our kids' ministry, um, Pastor Justin, our new uh, family ministries pastor, he said, I have a new philosophy in our, in our weekend worship, and we're changing things. And we're going to be announcing that change coming up. But he said, I'm going to need about 200 adults on the weekend to step up. He said, in the past, it's been drop off your kids and leave them there, but he said, now we need to change that. We need to have it where people will be involved with the children, and we need 200 more workers. What a great opportunity for you to say, I will make this more of a Sabbath. I'll go to one, and I'll serve at one, especially in the area of kids. Uh, Another thing to do on your Sabbath is eat and enjoy. I want to let you know that as I look through the Bible, uh, your day off with God is not a day of fasting necessarily. It's a day to celebrate. It's a day to eat. It's a day to enjoy. It's a day to celebrate how good God is. And uh, I miss we used to do family dinners, and I miss that. We get all of the family together, and even in this, I'm being convicted that we need to, to bring those back. Another thing that is permissible on your day is to do works of mercy. In Matthew chapter 12, again, Jesus speaking. It says, he replied, is there a person here who finding one of your lambs fallen into a ravine wouldn't, even though it was on a Sabbath, pull it out? Surely kindness to people is as legal as kindness to animals. And I thought this, wouldn't it be great if on Sundays and, you know, Saturday nights and Sundays, people said, you know what, you could always count on the church to visit the nursing home. You can always count on the church to go to the shelter. You can always count on the church to be out doing good deeds of mercy. You can always count on the church to be showing up because, man, they are about doing good deeds on the Lord's Day. And I think that we need to be the type of people that are saying, we'll do the good works on the Lord's Day.
1: Here's a great verse in Psalm 46, verse 10, and it says, Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. And I love that. Just be still and know that I'm God. It it causes us to have to slow down. And when I was younger, we went to family camp every summer. And it was just a great time. And there was a little cabin down by the lake, a little wooden cabin. And over the door, it had this plaque that said, Be still and know that I am God. And I, I always remember that. I would take a few minutes and go into that little chapel and kneel down on the little wooden benches in there and just say a prayer, and it's just a great reminder to me, and it still is, just to be still and know that He is God.
0: Let me let me break that verse down for just a second. The first thing is, uh, we have to admit that He's God and we're not. And can I just speak to people that have used this excuse, like, "Lord, I have to work today. I have to. If I don't do it, it won't get done." Um, when, when you keep working and working and working and you won't take time to worship God, you won't take time to have that day of rest that you were created for, you're really saying, it's up to me. It's up to me. I need to do it, and I can't trust God. And if that's you, uh, you need to start hearing this, that you can trust God. You can trust God to get the deal done. You can trust God that if you honor him, he will take care of you. You can trust him. And I know for so many workaholics, it's like, I can't use my vacation. I can't take a day off. I can't. I, I've got to multitask. Matter of fact, let me just say this. Some of you, even in this moment, have your phones on, and, and you don't, I don't want anybody to raise their hand and show who's done it. but. You know, you're texting people. And it has nothing to do with the service. Like, you need to get to the next service. It's nothing like that. You're not tweeting like, wow, what a great word. You're not doing something. You're simply working on business even while you're in church. I just saw somebody elbow somebody. Don't do that. All right. But, you know, you're, you're working on business, and you're saying, if I don't do it, it can't be done. I've got to keep going. Um, that's not the case when you're still you're saying he's God and I'm not he's in charge and I'm not and I'm going to honor the one that gives me the ability to earn this wealth that gives me the ability to do what I do and it's his day when you when you are slow when you stop you you admit that he's God and you also move past your feelings How many know if you keep moving so fast, so fast, so fast, and you never take time to slow down and ponder the things of God, you'll be ruled by your feelings, and your feelings can be high one day and low the next, and you're like, God's on the throne, we're defeated, God's going to make it, you know, we're doomed, I mean, and you go back and forth, and if you don't slow down, if you don't slow down and, and know that he's God and say, these things are true about you, God. This is true. Your word is true. And as I read your word, I'm reminded, this is what I know about God. It's true. If you don't do that, all of a sudden your life will fall apart. You need to be still and know that he's God.
1: And being still causes us to stop. And many of us don't like that because it causes us to look into ourselves and see sometimes our brokenness and maybe what's wrong. And so we keep going and going and going so that we don't have time to stop and realize the things that we're going through. Um... I think a great thing that we can all take advantage of is after each service we have prayer teams that come up to the front and they are trained people to pray they want to pray with you and I think a lot of times we're so geared of okay we got to get to the next thing and the next thing that we don't give God that time to even, we don't stop and let him work on us and you know come up and get prayer for something that you're going through maybe something in your family maybe a healing that you need or someone that you want to get, see, get saved um, there's so many times that we just rush out and we lose that opportunity. So I just want to encourage you every service we have those prayer team members up here for that reason. So let's just stop and maybe take a look within even and say what could I use prayer for today?
0: Yeah when we review services, you don't know this, but we'll get done with service and with the staff and even Becca and I will say you know, what can we do different? Wasn't that an amazing God moment? You know, how can we do that? Or can we streamline this? Or what What did you feel God saying to you during the service? And uh, many times we'll get done and we'll say, ah, I just wish more people would have taken advantage of prayer at the end. I wish they would have stayed. And I think that we need to have that margin built in where we're like, okay, Lord, we can do this. We can be still and know that you're God. We can have that time with you. And we can build that margin in So that we have that time. And if you don't need to go forward for prayer, um, then even just take that time to meet and greet other people. Again, have that celebration in the lobby and use that time to just celebrate. Because again, I think that's a witness. I don't know if there are people here that don't know Jesus. I'm assuming that there are. But when you see people happy and joy, and you see the celebration going on in the church, you're like, this is something different. I thought people were forced to go to church, and they didn't like it, and these people actually like it, and there's joy here. So take advantage of the prayer time, or take advantage of the time in the lobby. And as we do this series, I'm praying that we'll um, take advantage of this day that God has given to us. I want to point this out. God worked six days, and then he rested. Man shows up on the sixth day, and the first full day that he's here, he gets a day of rest to worship God and to celebrate. So it's kind of a neat thing. God's saying, if you could do this, start your week out with worship. Start your day out, start your week out with this day of rest, this day for me. And as you do that, then go into your work, but give me that one. And I thought of this saying, let's committing to get the rest of the week so we can enjoy the rest of the week. Does that make sense? Let's committing to get let's commit to getting the rest of the week so we can enjoy the rest of the week and as we put god first i believe the rest of the week will be enjoyable i believe it's something that will be fulfilling and instead of us thinking that we'll have less time i think when we give a day to god to say god it's yours we want to do good and we still enjoy things we still can go to the lake we still can picnic we can still do all those things but we say god we will worship you and we will do things that bring glory and honor to your name and enjoy the day that you've given to us i think it'll be a great thing for for us.
1: So we want to leave you with one last scripture, and this is from the Message Translation. I love this version from Matthew eleven twenty-eight 28 through 30. It says, Are you tired, worn out, burned out on religion? Come to me. Get away with me, and you'll recover your life. I'll show you how to take a real rest. Walk with me and work with me. Watch how I do it. Learn the unforced rhythms of grace. I won't lay anything heavy or ill-fitting on you. Keep company with me and you'll learn to live freely and lightly.
0: So good. And I just pray that we'll learn to live freely and lightly in the things that God has for us. And I'm so thankful for everybody that's here worshiping and saying this is a priority, Lord. And I just pray that that would be something we'd say, God, we will enjoy this rest. We'll get recharged from this rest. This is your day and we will honor you with it and rest in you. So, Lord, I just pray right now that for all of us listening to this message, whether we're here at church or watching online or even on TV, I just pray, Lord, that we'd enter into that rest, Lord, that good rest that you have for us. We thank you that you uh, prepared a day for us, a Sabbath, uh, a rest day, even before the law came, and it's something that we can enjoy. And I pray that as we worship you, we'd start to build that margin into our lives to get here early to stay late to work at one and to worship at one to leave here saying what other good deeds could we do on the lord's day to bring glory and honor to his name i pray that we'd not fall into legalism but instead we just enjoy this day enjoy who you are and let the blessings of god fall on us I pray that you'd speak to those people that think they need to work every day but instead let them know that if they rest in you you'll take care of it. You'll take care of it. You will help them to have more production by resting that day than if they worked every day of the week. So I thank you for that. Blessings on us, Lord, as we we receive these blessings as they fall on us and I pray that that's the type of life we would live, that we'd slow down to enjoy how good you are.